One, two, three, go. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlo at 4GQ TV, and I have a very special guest today. But real quick, introduce the panel. Uh, Co-host, Paris and Paul. But our very special guest, somebody who's been uh, in the industry as an artist, a creator, uh, Carl Moline. What's going on? Hey, not much, guys. What's going on with you? Doing Can pretty you tell good. Us... Doing pretty good. Good, good, good. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself, how you got into what you currently do? Um, I love to draw since I was a little kid. Um, somewhere around 15, I just realized that I really loved comics and storytelling and the human figure and um, sort of made up my mind that I wanted to do comics. And yeah, luckily nothing swayed me off of that course. I, you know, spent the next decade or more uh, trying to get into the business and sending submissions, uh, sample pages to editors and trying to get feedback and going to conventions and meeting people and practicing and doing my own books. And after, after about a decade, it finally, finally took and I've been doing it ever since. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I was just taking a look at some of the Marvel comics that you've done, um, in the past and some of the stuff that you've done uh, not too not too long ago so um what are what are you currently working on um that you're, uh, that you're willing to I'm, share? I'm doing a book uh called eternus mm -hmm. uh published from scout comics and it's produced by thunder comics um it's uh, an idea that came down the line from andy circus and uh andrew levitas who are both uh, the hollywood guys andy circus was famously Gollum and uh Alfred and the new Batman. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a Greek gods and goddesses book sort of crossed with a murder mystery and a little bit of a Game of Thrones flavor. It's magic and mystery and monsters. And uh, it's a little bit of a lone wolf and cub story where Heracles and this little blind priestess are traveling the countryside trying to find Zeus's murderer. Um, so yeah, first issue comes out this month, Nice, August 31st, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's seven issues long and mm -hmm. hopefully it'll, uh, be a thing. It's a great looking book. I, I worked with a great team, Andy Owens and, um, Pamela Pogliagi, Pogliagi. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> and, uh, my amazing writers, Don Hanfield and Anna K. Smith. Um, they, um, uh, they're the ones who really did the magical part, brought the idea to life. But, awesome. Yeah. It's been a fun book. Nice. Definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. We were promoting it pretty hard in uh, San Diego. So I just got back from there a little while ago. Oh, nice. Are you at, uh, hoping, hard, hoping against hope to meet Andy Circus, but no. <laughs> no, no, no. He was on like a Zoom call and like, he did these auctions and stuff, so he, yeah. was, he was there in spirit, but yeah. didn't get to take a selfie. <laughs> nice, nice. Now you, well, I mean, you know, put that in a bucket list of things to accomplish, right? Sure, yeah. No, I'd, I'd just love to meet him. He's a fascinating dude. Yeah. I remember on the extras of the King Kong DVD, they talked about how he went up into the mountains to 
like study the the wild gorillas, the Rwandan gorillas, mm-hmm. and ended up you know living up there for like a week or something. Mm-hmm. Came down with this like massive bushy beard, like he totally caught the gorilla spirit. I was fascinated by that. He's a cool guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely his, his he has he definitely has a long big big range of things that he can. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I he, didn't even realize he'd been in that King Kong, which was the first HD DVD movie I ever owned. Actually. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the motion capture actor and voice of King Kong, and mm-hmm. then he also played a uh, Lumpy, I think was the character's name, the cook on the oh, ship. Yeah. That gets eaten by a, a worm, like eats uh-huh. his head. That's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Like, so yeah, I say, wow. play this part too. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And 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 then he just directed the uh, the new Venom movie. The, yeah, the Venom two. There must be carnage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, an accomplished guy. So one thing it, they... it was a really fun story to work on. Yeah. Sorry, that... I didn't mean to cut. You. Oh no, that's all right. No, go ahead. Uh, I no, was just. No. I was just going to say it's really cool that you mentioned Scout Comics because when I was at um, Tampa Comic-Con, I saw the Scout Comics table. And I had, you know, it was the first time I ever heard of Scout Comics. So hearing that you're actually working on a project with them, um, I'm definitely going to go support it because I like what I saw at that table. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, they're a great company. Like, And this, this project is actually pretty different than their normal model. Normally what they do is they use their power and influence to promote guys who are doing independent books, you know, that are funded from Kickstarter, have a good little story going, and then they'll reprint the first issue and then the first trade paperback of these little unheard of projects and give them a national, you know, get them in the comic stores, give them a national platform and distribution. And, um, and they, they grew over the pandemic. Like they were the only comic company that didn't take a massive hit during uh, coronavirus. So, um, so, but doing a project where they're actually uh, creating it from the ground up, like I said, it's sort of, we're doing it through Thunder Comics and then they'll publish through Scout. But um, Hmm. this is a new formula for that. So we'll see how it works out. Hopefully it goes pretty well, but they've had a lot of success, man. They got a lot of uh, green lit, Hollywood things that were scout books, Solar Flare and the Mall and the Recount, I believe, is in. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah, cool. to be made. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that's cool amazing. Company. And I actually, ironically, I've been working for them off and mm-hmm. on over the last like five years um, through other books. Like I did this one issue for a book called Tart, that's about a bunch of uh, time traveling demon hunter uh, sexy girls. And um, they got picked up by Scout Comics to be published, and now that's a whole thing. And then I did a fill-in issue on uh, The Electric Black Presents. Um, I don't know if you know what The Electric Black is, sort of an anthology horror book that got picked up over at Scout Comics. And um, so we did sort of an origins tale type thing. and then, yeah, and then to kind of come back around and do a third project that uh, got picked up by them, was picked up beforehand. I don't know. It was weird. Weird situation. Nice. Yeah, Very was, cool uh, situation <laughs> to be in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was looking at their site, uh, Scout Comics, and I was looking at Stabity Bunny. Great books, yeah. Great books. It's just, yeah, I'm looking at the comics. I, I'm probably gonna buy some now because it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and they got a plush for sale too, a little Stabity Bunny plush. It looks so cute, but I'm sure the comic probably tells a different story. <laughs> that's where the money is, and that, and that that's sweet, right. sweet merchandise. Yeah, you merchandise it, baby. <laughs> T-shirts and, and stuffed animals and coffee mugs out there. <laughs> Nice, nice what a world what yeah. a world right yeah so that's cool um from speaking to you at the convention and and speaking of mo maybe i might be wrong but i think i'm correct did both of you start at cross gen uh no um trying to remember if Maury did stuff before CrossGen. I feel like he did a couple of things with uh, um, one of the Casadas, or mm -hmm. even with Bart Sears. Like, I feel like he did something with Bart, and that was how, because Bart was uh, assistant art director, and he's the one I'm pretty sure that brought Maury into CrossGen. But I think they had worked together on something before that. Mm -hmm. uh, don't quote me, but... Um, and with me, I had done a bunch of stuff. I did a Vampirella. I did a couple of uh, Marvel books. Mm -hmm. I did um, the last issue of Dark Horse Presents, and then I got hired for Frey, and I was doing Frey when I auditioned for CrossGen and got picked up by them. So I had done a few things. I'd worked with Joss Whedon already before I started working there. So mm. some might say I had already made it. <laughs> peaked early if they wanted peaked to be early. me but <laughs> i'll tell you what if you did it's the last if you did the last edition of dark horse presents i i, I had seen your work before knowing who you were right I well i, I think yeah. they restarted it again later years later but yeah, yeah this would have been oh geez 98 or 99 maybe? yeah i was still heavily collecting back then yeah 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 witch's son it was the first story I did for Dark Horse, uh, and it was a story that Scott Alley wrote. And Ryan Sook was originally slated to draw it, and then he got picked up on something big. But he had done a bunch of layouts for the story already, so I used his layouts. And basically, I was hired to flesh out his layouts and turn right. them into pages. Mm, so, very cool. Weird, yeah, weird, like super, super meta artist <laughs> and to get paired up with early on. but Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. Now that you're uh, more established in the industry, um, uh, how are you um, feeling about it now? That uh, to me, it seems like there's been a maybe a, a comeback. Um, just my perception. Maybe it's already it, it's been already around, but it just for me, you know, seeing more comics and seeing you know companies go through the changes, but the comics are still being produced either you know paper or uh, or digital formats now. Um, does, do you feel that it's it's either the same or or has it decreased or do you think it's the popularity has gone back up again? Since well, sur superhero I comics are, you know, it's been a while since people were really into comics just to read the visceral experience of the comics. It's almost like now mm -hmm. the superhero comics are used as the fodder for when they make a movie later just keeping it alive to farm the good ideas out of it and turn it into the next Batman movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, 
that being said, there are some really exciting things happening in the cinema, and it's great that comic superherodom has like mass culture popularity. Everybody knows who Thor is, and you know when you mm -hmm. talk about Thanos, they know what you're talking about. You're not; they don't look at you with that crazy blank <laughs> stare anymore. Um, but on the other hand, they don't know anything about the comics, and mm. And that's okay. Like it, you know, it existed for what it was at that time in our lives when we were reading it, you know, picking it up at the yeah. 7-Eleven and mm. reading it just because it's a fun story to read. Um, that part's gone. But I would also argue that uh, the indie market is alive and thriving. And there are some mm. really exciting comic books coming out of there. And none of them are superhero because everybody's tapped out on superheroes. Why would you mm. even do another superhero? They've all been yeah. done. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really interesting, heartfelt stories um, coming out of the indie market, and 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 great because it's not hard to get your stuff out there. I mean, you can anybody in the world can put their comic strip up on webtoons, line webtoons, and uh, and some people have done that with stick figures and gotten a market, <laughs> you know, gotten <laughs> followers and made money selling yeah. comics. Like anybody can do it. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting hmm. but I don't know who knows it's still fun to do I like mm -hmm. telling stories and I'm just thankful there's people still reading them somewhere um, yeah. you know even if a lot of times they're being made as a hopefully it's a future movie or TV show <laughs> you know? um, there's a lot of that going around but yeah, it's cool, it's cool to make big comics yeah, I think a lot of that's because I think uh, if you look at Hollywood in general like I think they're running out of stories. Um, right. So the comic industry is a, a place to grab and, you know, turn comics into movies or TV shows and then have them sort of take a life on their own in, in the cinema. Sure. Um, you know, they've, they've been using books for the longest, right? You know, Harry Potter, sure. Lord yeah. of Rings, you know, all these movies have been, uh, generally have come from just like hard paperback. Okay, for us old people, the, uh, the Maltese Falcon, Okay, no. but right. the use of book stories go way back, way back. Yeah, very, way back, right. Yeah, right. But... And I think, uh, you know, the risk back, you know, once the comics hit the, the forefront, it was, you know, okay, can we, you know, how do we do a movie that, you know, where the comic fans, because that's generally who you're going to get to go watch the movies, and then you're going to try to branch it out from there, right? So, uh, yeah, but now it's like, so I'm going to say oversaturated. I just think that the, the market is, okay, we've, I mean, because you see the boys, the boys are sort of, you know, they were in, you know, indie comic. Now they're a nice uh, TV show and stuff like that. Different perspective, but you can't go, uh, well, I guess you could to try to produce another superhero show that, that would mimic the boys, but it would just be sort of like a straight copycat, right? So, um, right. But, right. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, and but there's a lot of uh, that's, I was gonna was gonna get back to the indies. Like, there's a lot of like as you're saying, there's a lot of um, indie comics out there that are that are thriving, and folks are uh, yeah, able. Paper to Girls it. just came out. Um, yeah, I think the Gray Man might have even been a comic, and Sandman might Sandman. you know <laughs> certainly mainstream, but it was kind of indie. It was like the Vertigo title that uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, got yeah. them off the ground and. There, there's a million more. I mean, there's there's a surprising number of stuff that's been adapted from comics, you know, from yeah. Watchmen all the way down. And um, 
been some really good ones. It's not all. Yeah, I just hope that you know garbage we're... anymore. <laughs> For a while there, it was a, a <laughs> lot of hot garbage going into the competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, like if you do get movies that are picked up or comics that you know comics that you've you know drawn and and stories that you tell that get picked up into you know into the the massive industry of TV and film, you, you right. get your just do out of that um, and stuff like that. Hopefully, um, yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Sure. Yeah. One day we'll see a character based on Carl Moline. You know, based on a character by Carl Moline, right there across the screen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you about, you know, your own sort of uh, uh, personal uh, characters that you've created and stuff like that. Do you have a, a, a book of those yet or have you thought about doing any, any of that? I've thought about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've thought a lot about it. I don't have any, though. Because <laughs> I've always worked with writers. I've never right. written my own story, but um, mm -hmm. it is something I plan to do. Things. Right, right. Uh, Listen, I, I used to I used to make my own comics and write my own stories, and I kind of got mm -hmm. talked out of it. Uh, so I know it's in there, mm -hmm. uh, and I think I'd be good at it. But so I mean, far, it's just been a giant yeah. chicken shit, and I haven't done it. <laughs> Everybody Everybody you got take that leap of faith, hey, Carl. Yeah. Everybody's going to Kickstarter these days, so you could always test the waters there. That's what yeah, I'm that's saying. Cool. I mean, there's, or I could put them up for free online webtoons. I mean, the point is, yeah. I need to just do it. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it's because I'm so precious about wanting it to be good, mm -hmm. wanting the first effort to be great, something really memorable. But guess what? Nobody is ever good the first. Yeah. Dozen times you throw it out there. You know how many bad drawings I had to do before I could start to draw good drawings, like. Mm -hmm. I millions, millions of terrible failures get there, and I need to just go ahead and suck for a couple of stories, maybe there you go. a dozen, <laughs> and just get it out of my system, and then hopefully I'll write my Citizen Kane or. Nice. Uh, do you have Do you have any characters like I'm, since you're your artist? You know, has there has there been just a time where you just like, okay, I'm just going to create this character and I'm going to name it this. Even though it's not doing anything, have you just done any of that? Just created something and just gave it a name? No, not yet. I mean, I used to, again, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. pages and pages of characters with names like Lornot. <laughs> it was a sword, female armor, and, you know, terrible. But, um, yeah. but no, I don't really do that anymore. I do sometimes just draw for the funsies of it. I just right. take in a naming the drawings, but mm -hmm. um, sure. Yeah. yeah yeah well you know, if you ever jump into it there you go you got some uh you yeah. got some people that believe in you so it might, oh, might be three you. people it might that. be three of us but hey yeah all right we'll yeah. be your first three sales we'll be your first three <laughs> yeah. sales okay okay yeah well use your power and influence to get all the people watching this to buy very well <laughs> as well yeah. How many uh, how many viewers do you guys normally get for your uh, shows? Five, six. No, I know varies. three people here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it varies on you know it varies on the content sometimes it, in the topic that we're talking about in pop culture. Right, right. If it's video games versus comics. I mean, what's your best best number? What's your best four, night? You were like four thousand. Four thousand right. what views from what? Uh, when we interviewed you. That was the that was the best. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, wait, no, for no. live viewers, for live viewers. 
Oh, oh for live, live, viewers. live viewers. Oh, yeah. No, he, you know, he's talking about interview views. I mean, interview. I mean, uh, you interviewed, uh, we were interview Ryan Pentagon. You interviewed uh, quite a few other folks. Uh, you guys have interviewed. Uh, Can you interview uh, Andy Kubert? No. Adam Kubert? I tried to after talking to Emma, but they were in a panel. Oh. Yeah. No, we, we've had, we've interviewed Jimmy Palmiotti, Derek mm. Robertson. That's who it was, Jimmy. Yeah. 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 You know, they range between two and, you know, Jimmy's six man. views, depending, depending on. Shout out know, Jimmy Palmiotti. Yep. And Amanda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Favorite power couple. Yeah. You know, from, from he is so <laughs> smart. Seriously, that guy is so smart and creative and just a go-getter. It's one of my heroes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's definitely a nice guy too. He's very down to earth and, and talks oh, yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm just I was just looking Jared, at Facebook. Patient. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I do know that when we've interviewed creators like you before, uh, they pick up some traction because there's a lot of people who still are into the comic books and stuff like that. So right. they want right. to see what you have to say. Yeah, we posted we posted multiple locations like in Facebook. Like we had over a hundred thousand views with Hoche Anderson's interview. So okay, so like, maybe it's good saying that my comic comes out on August thirty first. That's what I was thinking, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> picking up yeah. a you know, and uh, that means when when this interview is ready, we will we will make that point that your comic right. is dropping right. next Friday. Yeah. So yeah, or next yeah. Wednesday, yeah. rather the thirty first. Two weeks. You can actually find some of the pages out there on. Uh, one of the sites um, mm. a few of the preview pages oh, okay. i'll have to check that out because we can ago, we can yeah. also push those out as well yeah oh thanks eternus is the name of the book eternus with a u e t e r n u s one thing one thing i did want to ask you because you've been in the industry for a while and you've seen it you know from different perspectives from major publishers to indie publishers right um is there a shift or a change from your working for, let's say, like Marvel or DC versus going independent? Uh, well, the shift was that I, I, I didn't have these terrible deadlines anymore. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> indie books get done when they're done. And, um, and I was trying to like ink and color myself and do more cover work and I just wanted something where I was taking more time with the art and happier with the product. Um, so the indie market kind of gave me a chance to practice that stuff because I hadn't done any of that and I needed to suck real bad at a couple of projects before uh, yeah. I could figure it out. So, um, so yeah, that was the only major thing, uh, less money, but more time, mm -hmm. less exposure. Well, I one know. thing I learned about you when we would talk, when we were talking at the convention is, you are a perfectionist for your work. You, I you am a little bit. Time. I mean, yeah. if, if you call it perfect, it, it, it's a yeah. shame that it's not better if, if I was yeah. going for perfection on everyone. But yeah. it's the best I could do at the time. Right. And um, I do. But I remember we talked about that a little bit. You even had one that you didn't like the way it ended up, and you asked the guy if you could redo it or something. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm terrible about that. I just I yeah. want it to be the best I can do. I don't know. Hey, a, yeah, yeah, it's probably like an OCD thing. I don't even know why <laughs> yeah. it's got to be right, but I just I can't just phone it in and be like, "All right, that's cool, good enough." There you go. That looks like yeah. a hand that, that tells the story fine. You know, 
Like I yeah. want people to be like, wow. And yeah. I want to do, I want to make that noise inside my head when I'm drawing it. If I can, mm-hmm. you know, make it fun, then I don't get bored with this job too. That's the other right. thing It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's as important for me to get excited about it because how is somebody reading it going to get excited if I'm not even like, Correct. yeah, this is fun, you know? So, right. yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, so as you're, as you're, um, you know, once a project completes um, and you hand it over and you're ready to wrap up from it um, and then you go back and do you actually do you actually go back and uh, look at the like go out and buy a copy and 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 just to judge it for yourself and then I mean, like, they, oh, they usually give me copies. But yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I'll, I'll read through it with everything hmm. like usually I'll read through pre it printing you know they'll send me a pdf file with all the letters and everything say everybody check it out see if you find any mistakes um but then yeah i like a little time to go by and then a month later read it and that's what i'm like oh my god that's the first <laughs> drawing i ever did oh lord so <laughs> it's awful by a month out i'm like i hate my work <laughs> That's good. Like, oh, it means I got ever. that much better that I think that my best effort. Is <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Well, I mean, you could be I, at I one of the comic. You could be at one of the comic cons, and somebody's like, "Hey, can you sign this? It's like the best comic ever." You're like in your mind, you're like, "Really?" Right. right. <laughs> that's well, exactly what he seems to be like. It's yeah. ironic too because I the, the book I always recommend to people is Frey because of the story. Right. Um, it's one of my older books, and there's so much wrong with the artwork. But <laughs> it holds up as a whole story, like it just top to bottom. Everybody did a fantastic job, mm-hmm. and um, so that's one I recommend. Even though it's like, ugh, I didn't even know how to draw necks or elbows. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But what are you gonna do? Nice, nice. One thing um, I did want to say to you is that when I witnessed you drawing at the convention. Um, wow. It was very, you know, the way that you draw from your mind is amazing. I think oh. that's a, a big talent that, uh, you know, I used to draw, but I can't memorize what I'm drawing. I'd have to look at something and I could redo it or change it up, right? I just can't draw from memory. And a lot of artists today are switching over from like paper and pencil to digital. So when I saw you draw like paper, pencils, markers, that amazes me because it's not the go-to anymore for a lot of up-and-coming artists. Um, so has that shifted for you as well, or are you still like that traditional sense? Yeah, I, it has shifted. I actually, uh, a bunch of years ago, this is right after the last big book I did for the big companies, I did a Superboy story, and everybody did great. You know, the colorist did great. The anchor did great. I hated it. And I was like, I'm pouring my soul and it doesn't even look like the drawing that I did. Like, come to the end. I want to learn to ink myself. I'm going to learn to color myself. Just take, you know, stop being a, a, a cog in the machine and just do my own thing. And um, then during that process, I realized how great the people I was working with actually were. Once I started trying to ink and color, and I'm like, what these guys do is actually amazing. And I can't believe I was so dissatisfied with it. But, but during that process, I had to become computer literate. You know, most of the coloring that's done these days is all computer colors. And um, I was lucky enough to 
go up to Virginia and uh, work with a buddy of mine on a project where I got to sit next to him and I helped him on his project. And for a whole month, he just sort of coached me on all the, you know, here's how you do this in Photoshop. And I'd have a question, ah, how do you do it? You know, it's shift nine or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and I got pretty digital literate and, but, but really at the end of the day, it's just another tool. It's just, you know, you have to learn the keystrokes and whatever, but it, you're still the one drawing it. It's not like the computer is some magical thing that does it for you. Mm-hmm. It's just now you can flip the image, you know, over and work on it backwards and draw white into the black and, oh, that head is slightly too big, but you love the expression on the face. Well, you don't have to erase it and start over. You can circle it and shrink it down. And, you know, I'll, I do my roughs on the computer like that. And then I print them on board um, in blue line. Mm-hmm. There's actually a pretty good example. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, so this wow. Is where this is the rough drawing that I did. And I, I inked the girl there because she's a patch. This is what the inked page looks like. That is really, really cool. Oh, that is amazing. So, um, but you can see, you know, I do the rough part and then I print it and board on the blue line. And then when I scan that, the blue doesn't show. And all you're left with is the, uh, the physical ink. So I still like to be physically involved in the creation of the art. I don't do it all on the computer. But okay. I use the computer to, to get there, and um, and and I. But I uh, again, you know, people don't buy commissions that are done digitally, really. So you still need to know how to physically make a a piece of paper turn into a color drawing, mm-hmm. um, or black and white, or whatever's your thing. But uh, yeah, you have to know both. In this day and age, you got to know both. And uh, and honestly, it uh, just knowing how to do basic graphic design can get you through in a pinch if you're uh, ever you know between projects. Mm-hmm. People pay all kinds of money to have you scoop text around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just a valuable life skill, you know what I mean? <laughs> nice, nice. Um, uh, I wanted to ask, like, who are some of your major influencers uh, that got you sort of? beaming about comics like you know uh some some of your favorite artists in the industry well um as a young guy one of the first comics i discovered was cerebus the aardvark Mm. uh which is weird i mean i i rode my bike to the comic book store and i only had five dollars and it was the dark knight cover and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And I bought it and it was the weirdest comic, coolest comic I ever read. Um, turned out to be my favorite series of all time. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever read it. Started High Society. He started getting his chops during High Society mm-hmm. and read on from there. It's, it's the biggest, most complex, funniest, romantic. It'll make you cry all the feels. It's, it's great. Um, so Dave Sim who did 300 issues of Cerebus the Aardvark. That was his life's work. and love Cerebus. Did that for 30 years. Um, just an amazing effort. Um, I also really was really, really into the image boom when that happened. Uh, Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane and uh, uh, Eric Larson and even Rob Liefeld. Um, I loved all those guys. And uh, it wasn't until I went to art school and started taking drawing classes with like human figures. And I was like, 
oh, those guys <laughs> draw. They're not really drawing. They're doing a stylized thing, but they're not drawing. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got really into guys that could draw, like Brian Boland and, uh, you know, I, I got into storytellers like Matt Wagner. Uh, the, uh, Grendel Warchild was one of my favorite, favorite comics. Um, and Steve Rood. I, I found a, a run of uh, like 40 Nexus comics at a flea market. And oh, nice. Steve Rood, uh, yeah, is just one of the great grandmaster, you know, realistic artists but um you know with a cool sort of stylized thing going on too that was a fun book uh, so these days i'm really into guys like uh sean murphy and uh, james heron and uh, uh warren daniel johnson am i saying that daniel warren johnson i might be getting his name mixed up um i love dan panosian's work he's blowing my mind recently um, I still love Stuart Eminem, he's one of my favorites, Jason Pearson. Um, do you guys know any of these people? Am I, I do, yes. I do, I, I, I do. They probably, they probably do. I've heard of yeah. Sean Murphy before. Dan <laughs> Pinosian, uh, we wow. interviewed him at the convention as well, but the uh, same issue happened at the time. Oh, with the audio? Yeah. yeah. Did yes. he let you have it the way I did? Or was he like... I, well, I, I'm glad that I wasn't there the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it bad? Did was, I was. Yeah. Oh. Now, yeah, I felt, I felt terrible because, you know, I wasn't the one that set up the audio. So now I make sure that I'm the one that sets up the audio for everything and I, I get it right. But... Yeah, I felt mm. I felt terrible, man. And uh, yeah, Dan Panosian was one that audio issues, and uh, also in that row, Sean, I think his name is. I don't know yeah, if you know yeah. him. Sean Crystal. Yep, Sean Crystal and mm. Mo as well. And I felt so bad. Mm. I felt terrible. You should, Mister. Shame on you. <laughs> you. No, it was a it was an honest mistake. But yeah, yeah maybe. Just try and I'm sitting there the going I and it. I wasn't there the previous day and I was there the next day and I'm sitting there going, can we still be friends? You know, <laughs> please don't blame me. I had nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> you know, there's there's something that really stuck out to me though, like when you're at conventions, right? Is that the fact that um despite all your talent and history and comics, you are very, very awesome to the people that come up to your table. You're very kind. Okay. Yes, no. you're very kind. And I, I saw you actually um, with people behind that went to a panel of yours and you were helping them with their art and giving them oh, suggestions. Yeah. And that was really cool stuff that you do that. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, I just, you know, people helped me uh, when I was young and hungry and trying to figure things out. And I mean, I just, I, I'm not one of those people that gets like competitive or, you know, uh, possessive about the resources in the comics world. Like there's enough room for everybody. And I genuinely feel like the more that we lift up other people, the higher we rise in our own lives. Like it's just, mm -hmm. you know, we're all sharing energy and I feel like being stingy about your time or your whatever, like that's why you're there is to put that out there, spread that knowledge, you know, help the next generation of kids who are coming up. And it, it might not play out to be anything you know both of those guys might be totally bored with comics within six months and 
it was a wasted 45 minutes or whatever, but I don't know. In, in the moment, it helps me get excited too. I mean, in a, in a selfish way, I do do it for myself. Because um, like I said, it's like I, I really do feel like the more you tear down other people, the more you're actually tearing yourself down. And the more you lift up other people and light up other people, the more you light up your own life. Like it really. I also like the fact that you, that as well as some other um, comic book people that were out there on the Artist Alley, later in the in the weekend as we were if i was going by your booth out of nowhere i were hey paul hey paul how you doing you know right right which is just that means that you're not so stuck on you know i'm me i'm the artist i gotta you know that it, it you acknowledged us which for me i like that well, because it, it's more personal you know i'm glad you like that i just say yeah. hi to people <laughs> but, well but i mean the fact that it could mean something more just, well it, it does that. because one you remember my name which you yeah. said you have issues with <laughs> yeah yeah oh i really do but yeah your but, moniker but, helped, helped you stick out yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. but no so as a fan as a person out there in the convention who is talking to you guys for sometimes only five ten minutes to have that acknowledgement is kind of nice yeah um, well cool well thanks for coming out and seeing yeah. our stupid uh, drawings on paper like it's nice to be acknowledged by you so well i mean you. put it this way there was one celebrity at that convention i've known since i was 10 years old and he had no idea who i am even oh. though our families know each other and stuff but oh, he blew well. me off the whole weekend so yeah so <laughs> uh, who is that well no you know what don't say i'm not gonna <laughs> say anything <laughs> no, i know who it is i know who yeah it is. i will never forgive that guy either oh my god no i'm just kidding oh it just left a bad it left a bad taste in my mouth you know it's just oh, one of those god. things you know you know uh before we all get out of here and whatnot i, I do want to ask you at over the course of your history what are some of the favorite characters that you've drawn that you really resonate to you really go back and like wow i do like this art that i did um yeah frey malaka frey uh the character that i worked on with joss whedon that that was probably my first and favorite and uh she just she was so perfect and just really came alive inside my head and uh yeah i still miss her um and then the 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 character that i co-authored well tony bedard came up with the idea really it's his baby um but cassie starkweather on uh, route 666 and cisco and um that whole story was just amazing and to be a part of that we really did something special and it's a shame because you can't even find most of the issues aren't never got traded you know they're just there's a trade of the first six issues and then the rest of the 22 you got to find floppies if you ever want to read it. So nobody's ever going to read it, but mm. it was, uh, you know, I was biased, but it was my favorite book at cross gen and lots of the other creators used to say that to us on the regular, like yours is my favorite book. And, uh, you know, most of that was actually Tony because <laughs> it was just yeah. such a fun story. Um, and I was, yeah, really not doing great uh, at that point in my career, but we did a lot of, a lot of fun and I had a lot of, uh, heartfelt emotions for those characters. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then as far as like work that I'm really, really proud of, uh, I was really proud of that issue that I did with Tarte, where I colored it, you know, I drew it, inked it, and colored it myself. That was the first time I had done a full story like that. 
and uh, it's not great. <laughs> it is not <laughs> great. But um, for a first effort, I thought it was pretty fun and pretty good. So that's good. I think that's it. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I you know, truthfully, the the real truth is, I try to have fun on whatever I'm working on, even if it's like the boringest thing. Um, I I had a teacher in college tell me uh, there are no boring problems; there are only boring solutions. Mm. If, if you're if the thing you're working on is boring, well, that's on you, son. You are the one who effed that up. Uh, there's a million ways you could do any. A piece of art, and if you can't find a way to have fun with it, then you you're the one who failed. Yeah. So, you know, I try to remember that when I'm not having fun. But I, I've you know I've been working in comic books, so mm -hmm. you know most of the time <laughs> there's cool characters and fun environments and crazy situations. It's not just talking heads and you know reality okay. show contestants or whatever. It's fun. So. Yeah. I've been into everything I've worked on, even the stuff for the army. You know, I've done some fascinating stories. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, good times. It's awesome. It's a good way to stay grounded. You know, continue to stay hungry and do the things that you want to do and produce good art and sure. sort of live on forever. Because that's one thing that's always going to be that's going to remain, especially right now. Like I can look up your name and find all your comics right now. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> look look how much changed in a thousand years. Yeah. Like think think about a thousand years ago. What was it like in the year one thousand twenty-two? What were they doing? Yeah, definitely not this. <laughs> yeah. Did they have printing presses yet? I don't even think they had. So it. what you're yeah, saying you know. is we should take mm -hmm. some Carmeline artwork and put it up on caves just in case in the future. You no know, way! I'm saying none of this is going to last. Nobody's going to remember any of this. Like, yeah, we don't yeah even that's remember, true. Yeah. We don't even remember our great grandparents' names, and that's that's, true. that's like two generations ago. Right. Nobody's going to care about what you blogged about or what we talked about. The moment it matters is right now, is in this yeah. moment, our connection, this energy transferring, and then it's gone. And then you never have to worry about it again. Just right. worry about the one that's in front of you that you're in. Yeah, that's it's a good point. You know, exists. time a is thousand, a thousand years. A thousand years from now, people will probably loosely remember Batman and Superman, but they're not going to remember who drew him or who. Yeah, if, if that, it might be that the AI wipes us out and yeah, uh, there you is know, that. robot men yeah. are conquering Alpha <laughs> Centauri or whatever. Yeah. Or they're probably not conquering. They're probably communicating peacefully. Yeah. They're, uh, blood <laughs> animals like us. But, um, they create their own. Yeah, who knows, man? We're, we'll probably be, you know, the way the butterfly remembers the caterpillar. Like, nobody's going to care. Uh, yeah. That's, oh, that old husk? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> And nobody's going to care about this art. I just try to have fun with it in the moment. And yep. people who look at it, enjoy it in the moment of experiencing it. And then go on with your life. Right. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. Just when I get old, I'll be able to go back and look through it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do rewatch and reread stories, though. Obviously. Yeah. That is pretty cool. cool. I mean, who knows? We can send some of it up to space, right? And then kind of crash it down in the future. And people will think like, oh, wow, look at this. Is this something that is, is a message, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Or maybe you could just sit quietly at a computer and type down whatever you hear in your brain and a story will come through from the ether as randomly as that one did from outer space. There he is. Create somebody with a story. Maybe you'll catch one in a bottle. You know what I mean? But... We don't, yeah. we don't do that. We don't 
sit around yeah. waiting just go yeah. yeah yeah nice awesome well carl i know we're coming up on time uh, where can we find you and you know what do you want to promote and share with the enter well and my pizza. home address if you want to find me i live right <laughs> um, on the internet uh, no, I have almost no uh, contacts. I have um, Facebook, mm -hmm. Carl Moline. Um, uh, my avatar is a little three-eyed cat. I'm only one of two Carl Molines on there, so should be easy. Uh, Instagram, it's Carl.Moline, lowercase. Mm -hmm. I think I have a Twitter account, but I never use it. I don't even really use it. I, don't, I actually haven't been on my social media in almost a month. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I popped on there once for like five minutes and I felt dirty and I checked out immediately. <laughs> um, but Facebook would be the place to message mm -hmm. me and friend request me. And I do go on there and collect friends there you go. <laughs> for future marketing endeavors. There you go. <laughs> I don't know when I'll ever use it, but uh, yeah, yeah, nice to know that it's out there. Awesome. And uh, any other and uh, so projects? Sorry, what? Any other projects you want to uh, plug uh, that you're working on? I know you just um, plugged one earlier. Yeah, I did do another one, uh, Cthulhu Invades Wonderland. Mm -hmm. uh, another yeah. indie through Orange Cone Productions. That just came out. The Kickstarter's over. Sorry for mm -hmm. your luck, people, but maybe you can buy a copy. And I did a story in there. There you my go. Buddy, Sebastian Piccione. Mm. Um, who wrote it and uh it's called after the like, one yeah when i was going through your facebook page earlier i saw one of the you posted one of the artwork for that right it really looked yeah cool. i did yeah. i did quite a bit of pimping when the kickstarter was going on but uh <laughs> yeah i picked that up that's pretty cool nice yeah yeah awesome and of course you have the one that's coming out in two weeks and let's give that information one more time yeah eternus issue one august 31st comic stores nationwide mm -hmm. um I don't know how many copies they'll have because it's a little, you know, untested book from Scout Comics. But uh, yeah, contact your comic shops. Tell them you want your copy of Andy Circus's Eternus. There you, there you go. go. And then they'll order an extra copy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And I'll tell you what, just because it has his name attached to it, you probably will get a bigger audience. I keep saying it out loud. It's certainly, yeah. and, and even then, everybody knows him, but it takes them a second. You know what I They're mean? They're like, what You're is like, he doing? Schmeagle. Like, you know Schmeagel? Yeah. He was <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Awesome. Awesome. And the final question of the day, pineapples on pizza. Is that a yay? Never! Oh, oh my God, never! <laughs> I will never have a pineapple. No, I'm just kidding, I love them. I actually really, really yeah. enjoy it. For a uh, second there, Carl, I almost believed you. I almost <laughs> believed you. You even knew my answer ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> I had to mix it up to surprise you guys. No. Yeah, yeah I love everything on pizza. Pizza, mm. the more the merrier come into my mouth with all the different flavors <laughs> yeah <laughs> love you, long time pizza so yeah there you go <laughs> awesome oh, i'm gonna have to unfriend you on facebook now sorry all right <laughs> all right <laughs> no, no luck, baby the next time I see... to listen if i promise to never serve you a slice of hawaiian pizza will you Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. The next time you see him at a convention, he'll be dressed as a pineapple's cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a pineapple costume on. Yes. 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 
my God. The pineapple Paul. So if you're looking for, <laughs> if you're looking for, so if you're looking for, so funny, if you're looking, that's if you're, his nickname. His if you're looking for, an idea, if you're looking for an idea, Carl, yeah, so right. here it is. You can we can pitch this story. It's okay. Pineapple Paul Adventures. <laughs> you know, there's a pineapple going on all these different adventures. You know, doing yeah. random things with fruits. Oh, and you know, yeah, and now I know that next time, next time we up all the fruit. <laughs> yeah. Next time we are at the same convention. I'm going to hear from across the convention for, hey, Pineapple Paul. I'm going to be like, oh, I got Well, now you'll be remembered. You won't be forgotten, right? That's like, now you got a nickname that's stuck to you, like the spiky parts of a pineapple. And also, part of the great idea of this story pitch, Carl, is that every time he walks into a pizza place, he gets kicked out because he's a pineapple. Right. I, I never walk into a pizza place. I never walk into anywhere. But that's just... <laughs> Right. I'm gonna call in different names each time I see him. I'm each time, Poppy Seed Paul or Pepperoni uh, <laughs> Paul. Paul. Each time it'd be something new. People would be like, "What is the story with that? Why is he Poppy Seed Paul?" Like, Poppy Seed Drug History. You don't want to <laughs> Pumpkin Paul. You know, there's so many yeah. things you could just yeah. The harvest heroin and sell. I guess Paul now that it's that. almost pumpkin spice season, yeah, I guess that's gonna come up. Yeah. <laughs> I bet yeah, I do. Pumpkin, pumpkin Paul, That's thank you. Yeah. Getting ready for fall. Pumpkin. Do Paul. you ever put pumpkin on your pizza though? Oh hell no. <laughs> no, you, no. Have you tried it though? No. <laughs> no. no. I haven't no. either. I don't know anybody who has, but I'm just saying we probably shouldn't write things off of our list unless yeah. we tried them. You just Let's heard it here first, folks. Carl disinvented pumpkin. Pizza. Pumpkin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice pizza. pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pizza. <laughs> what would you couple pumpkins with? I mean, it's almost like a sweet potato. A cinnamon? Yeah. Cinnamon. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle a sweet potato. Banana. Banana would, would work in yeah, there. You yeah. have to take sweet out of it. You would. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, no, do some savory with that pumpkin. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, you have to throw some spice in there to make yeah. it spicy a little bit to sausages. get rid of the sweet. Yeah, some sausages. Yeah. yeah. Some, Mushroom. We're talking about this. Boy, this interview has gone sideways big time. Okay, yeah. I love derailing interviews. That's my, <laughs> my heart's greatest pleasure is you guys. Oh, gee, look, Carl. Time. I'm sorry. It looks like the audio didn't work. We got to do it all over. <laughs> After I was wooing like Ric Flair. Oh, <laughs> man. Yes. But, uh, you know, just to close out the interview. So everybody watching, thank you so much for watching this later on. Checking this out on Facebook. We'll tag Carl on Facebook as well. And Pumpkin Spice Pineapple Paul. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll just keep adding names. Poppy Seed Pumpkin I'm Spice. I'm just going to run Poppy over seed. people. Yeah. I'm just right now. I'm telling you right now, Carl, if you ever step out from behind that table, you're going to get run over. Okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Try it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dance around you. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it, Poppy Seed. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. thank you, everybody. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me.